Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast. It's me, Matt Blair, and I'll be doing your intro and editing for a little while whilst Rick Carranza adjusts to his new job as a poop catcher. I mean, some people call it being a father, but where's the fun in that? This week we're talking Loki, Rick and Morty, God of War, Fallout New Vegas, Star Wars Squadrons, Mythic Quest, MODOK. There's a Star Trek Sodium story, and we're ranking our favourite tech that we've actually owned ourselves. It's awesome. And just a heads up, there will be spoilers for Loki and perhaps some other things we might mention as well. That includes your birthday presents. And there's also, I should also give you a little heads up here as well. There's a little bit of crackling at one point in this episode because I forgot to switch my phone to airplane mode. I'm a doofus. But you also may hear some chatter in the background, but that's going to happen when we don't record in the studio. If you want us to record in the studio, consider supporting our Patreon or just simply buying us a studio. That'll help too. Anyway, that's enough talking from me. Let's go into the podcast. How are you? I'm very good, but how are you oh mate usually um i expect a full story from you no um, i know no, i know i know <laughs> I mean, like, but usually look. usually there's something about your work or just general life yeah and, but yeah. let's be so honest usually went, <laughs> i'm usually i'm just waiting for you to finish i mean I, usually i go away make a cup of coffee come back you're still talking yeah um yep. but no, no today you just went i'm fine nothing yeah, going so. on in my life is as interesting as what's just happened in yours yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found out I can upgrade to Windows 11. It's really that, exciting. See, do you know what? That is, that, so is the, that is the shit right there. That is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I've never upgraded Windows before, so it's going to be And that's, really that's why we took that week experience. off. That's why we yeah, took that week yeah. off. You just wanted to, to play had around. To, yeah, I had to, had to work out if I could do it. Um, I've seen all the leaks of Windows 11, seeing what's happening. It's, it looks very Mac OS-like, so it should be a bit easier for yeah. me to use. Uh, but yeah, that's, 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 the big, that's the big thing in, in, in my life uh, right now. I know. And from um, what, I've, from what yeah. you've like been saying, it's, it's actually moved you to tears a fair few times yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like a new beginning. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's totally blown me away. Um, it's it's just like having a new baby, isn't it? It's completely new in my life. Like yeah. I've never experienced, I don't think like, it's one of these things that I think like, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, when Windows users mm. like talk about, you know, you, you just don't get it unless you get it. You know, yeah. like you, oh, you have totally. to have, you have to have it yourself to understand. Like I totally get it. Or when they, they turn around, you know, when like, you know, like Windows users turn around and go like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, that, that'll all get, you'll have to give all that up yeah. when you get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you get it. And, yeah, and I've got to say someone from, from, as speaking to someone from the outside of the situation, it's making me mm. broody for a new operating system for my computer yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 definitely a brand new world. It's, it's very yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's a lot of headaches, uh, having to learn new things, mm, learn a new yeah. operating system. Yeah, um, realize that you know, 
you know, what I thought I knew, I, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Things, yeah. A lot of stuff totally like that. It. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much like having a baby. Um, you know, there's a lot of sleepless nights when you when something goes wrong, you're not yeah. quite sure what's going on. Um, you know, you've got this new thing that you're trying to learn. You think you know everything because you've gone through life, but actually you forget what it's like to Ooh. be a baby. Uh, so you have to see things through a new frame. Um, you know, people don't quite understand what it's like. You know, they, they, they're trying to give you advice and try and uh, empathize with you. But you're like, Matt, you, sound, you start sounding like a Vietnam vet going, you don't know, man, you weren't there. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all sorts of strange things. So yeah, you know, new operating system, very much like a, very nice, just like a new baby. I mean, incidentally, I've had a new baby, so yeah. like I'm kind of speaking from experience right now. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. it's only 11 days old at this moment in time. Uh, but definitely nowhere near as scary as wait, new Wait, wait, you're talking about Windows 11 and the baby is 11 <laughs> days old. Coincidence? <laughs> It's called writing, dude. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know it's, I know, like, like, listen, I know this might be an alien concept to you, but this is what comedians do. They write material. Do you? Do you? And then, perf- and then perform it. I've, I've never had that experience. <laughs> Teach never. me. Absolutely. <laughs> Teach me. So yeah, I've got a baby. How, how, how is that? Exhausting. Of course it is. <laughs> Kel surprise. I mean, genuinely amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Like, little human. Very scary. I've got a little human who's completely reliant on me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, well, and, and mum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, if anything, this baby, this, this child is more reliant on mum than me. Yes. Right? Like, it's not it's not sucking my breast for food. <laughs> like, have you tried, though? You've wanted to, haven't you? I have not tried. I don't want to. And 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 it's and the baby has come close to trying itself, <laughs> and I've had to be like, no, 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 move away from there, move away from there. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Um, Dead happy for the, you, man. It's it's there's you know what? There's weird things that have come up that I never I never expected. Um, umbilical cords, right? Right. So what what, what what's your knowledge of an umbilical cord? Well, I, isn't it like from the placenta to the yeah, baby yeah, and yeah, it yeah. feeds so, so, it and that's, yeah, that's yeah. So where what, it gets what its happens, nourishment what from. happens what happens yeah when the baby's born it gets it gets cord. um pinched and then cut yes where uh it's it it's, cut? it's cut off quite long at first isn't it mm, mm. so then what happens with that long bit that's still attached to the baby does it just wither off and fall off and yeah it does yeah it that does. must be fun to see. It falls off. It just falls off. Like it falls off. And are you um, there? Like, is it going to be an innie? Is it going to be? Are you placing bets? It's going to be an innie. No, no, no. It's going to be an outie. It's going to be. So, no, no. But here's the bet. So, I was. I went to change him, um, and I was just like, change, change, change. Take off the nappy. Oh. His umbilical cord's fallen off. I don't know where it's gone. His umbilical cord's fallen off. Thank God you're not going that something else has fallen off. Yeah, yeah. Umbilical cord's fallen off. And I shout through to my wife. I was like, hey, um, baby's umbilical cord has fallen off. And then I just hear, no, it's on me. (laughs) (laughs) From the other room. She's like, it's like a murder scene. (laughs) It's... Oh my 
my god, the stuff they don't teach you. Yeah, the stuff they don't teach you. Just don't expect. I've got like this. I've thrown it out. I've thrown it out. People keep it. People. Some people keep it. Which is yeah. yeah, I mean, people. Some people eat the placenta. Yeah, we. Oh god, we got told about that in the hospital. Mm. No, apparently someone like the 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 delivery midwife, the delivery nurse, or whatever, um, that was um, did helped us out. Mm. uh, That delivered our baby. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, um, it's, she was saying that, uh, the w- weirdest one she ever had was baby, uh, baby was delivered, placenta came, placenta then came out. Mm-hmm. Someone ran out the room with the placenta, 40 minutes came back with a smoothie. Oh, no, 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 stop it. Take that placenta, story back. Take it back. <laughs> placenta smoothie. My question is, my real question is, what did you add to it as well? Because the smoothie's never just a smoothie. A smoothie's never just like banana. You have a banana yeah, smoothie. Yeah. You, have, yeah. you have like a strawberry and banana smoothie. Or like, you know, what, 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 would, what would you add to a placenta to make it more palatable? <laughs> this is an acacia and pineapple and placenta smoothie. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even... I just can't. Mate, you think, do you know what? Like I've become over the last, over the last 11 days, I've become desensitized to several things. Yeah. Things like talking about stuff like that, mm-hmm. talking about um, the, the, the color consistency and regularity of shit yeah. that's coming out my baby. I've seen, I've physically seen the shit come out my baby's ass. Uh, yeah. 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 I've literally Projectile. taken off an, taken off an appy. God. Oh, okay. Cool. Lift it just comes out more of it comes out and you're just like brilliant cool i'm all right with that <laughs> I, I i have i have had taken off a nappy and seen shit just all over the place just yeah. just just, yeah. just all over the place yeah. just going i'm now having to clean genitalia uh because of this <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's everywhere yeah, it's everywhere it's, it's, everywhere. it's everywhere. everywhere um i have had to i've i've had to change nappies th- uh, 2 minutes after changing one because yeah. I've literally picked picked up the baby and it's just let go again. Um, I've had yeah. to I've had to duck while it's peeing at me, <laughs> and then I've had to change clothes twice in a row because um, baby would get changed, I accidentally get some shit on its clothes, so I have to change clothes. Yeah, change it again and then pee all over itself, and I have to change clothes again. I mean. What what joy you must have in your life right now. <laughs> I have never done so much laundry in my life. <laughs> oh, dear. So, well, because this was something that, like, came up in, like, I, I saw my family the other day. I say the other day, it was yesterday. And uh, an old story that came up, um, because talking about baby's poop, mm. uh, you know what, where the, the, the baby's first poop or how the first baby's first poop is formed? Yeah. It's, it's with the hair on yeah. the body, yeah? Mm. Um, so what happened was this story came up because uh, my mum my had my uh, brother, my oldest brother, when she was 19. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was a, like a teeny bit premature, teeny bit premature. Um, so premature, though, that that process hadn't occurred yet. So what happened was my, bro- my brother was born completely covered in hair. Right. <laughs> my mum being 19 years old, having her first child 
and being quite scared about that situation is all of a sudden gone, what have I done? What have I given birth to? Some wolf child. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, you have given birth to Teen Wolf. (laughs) Because you would, if you didn't know that, you would freak the fuck out. So, uh, so yeah, um, in terms of that's, that's my only baby poop story that, that I have from, from my personal recollection. Just wait, just wait. It's a cleaner one than yours. Just, just, just wait, just wait. Like, and I'm sure I'll bring more to the table. Like literally like, like my baby has definitely brought more to the table (laughs) in terms of poop. Quite literally. (sighs) Oh, you know, it's... (laughs) It's, it's, it's a wonderful experience having a, having a baby. Um, I highly recommend it to, if you, if you can, if you're able to, um, don't, if you, if you, if you're unable to have your own, a brand new one, I, I would recommend pre-owned as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, way of putting so, it. Yeah. 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 So, um, I'm but glad just you be went aware. pre-owned and not used. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just be aware that um, th- there is no returns policy, <laughs> and <laughs> the warranty isn't great. <laughs> so yeah, there's, 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 yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, way, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I, I love it. I, I miss sleep. Um, yes. I, I've learned how to sleep in two to three hour blocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, the man who said he never would u- usually naps is now yeah. the master napping, of napping. Napping has become wonderful. <laughs> I love, I love an afternoon nap now. Just, you know, hour, hour and a half nap. Oh, just wonderful. Yeah. Just wonderful. More, more workplaces should allow you to have a nap. I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> um, <it's laughs> I mean, I have to say, having having been there during when when you have the siesta, like mm. seriously, you sometimes you have no choice because yeah. it's just so hot. You're just like, I have to pass out. Yeah, yeah. I have so, to pass out. But yeah, so that's that's, that, that's babe. That's baby. And believe it or not, I've actually had time to watch some stuff. Have you been introducing to st- to some stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely, there's been there's been Star Trek: Next Generation has been on in the background. Fantastic. Um, I also found myself going, "Ooh, I want to watch some Family Guy." Putting it on and going, "I know he's in. I mean, he's only a newborn, but." I don't want him to pick up any of. <laughs> let's stick on Sword and Stone instead. Yeah. Let's, stick, let's, let's, let's stick on Lion King. You don't like, want you don't want a Maggie not. Simpson attacking Homer situation. Like, yeah, from, yeah. From... <laughs> Things have changed, but um, I have watched some stuff. What, what have you been watching this week? Uh, well, well, uh, do, do, do we want to talk about the big one first? Well, shall we? Yeah, because you know, obviously we've got a couple of episodes to catch up on, but let's try and keep it succinct because I think we could get carried away with this. Well, yeah, I mean, there's three episodes now. We're halfway through the, 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 the potentially first season of Loki. There's, there's talk of a second season. Um, I think it's got legs if it, if it does, like if, if it resolves in a, in a certain way, I think Loki could go. I mean, Loki's basically Doctor Who on a big budget right now. Mm. Like, yes, the yeah, yeah. It's it's Doctor yeah. Who on a big budget. It really wibbly, is. wobbly, timey whiny. Exactly, stuff, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I love it. I get really frustrated when I see people complaining about it and saying it's not very good. Um, I think who's complaining about it? There, look. It, it's if it's if it's it's it couldn't be Disney if it wasn't polarizing. There are people who 
like it. There are people who think it's slow. There are people who don't like the bisexual overtones, especially of that last episode. I mean, the entire episode was coloured like the bisexual flag for the entire time, uh, and and it works. I thought it was really good. I thought it was. I thought it was really clever. Um, I think. Um, or someone we know wrote the last episode. Well, not that I know. I know of. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Know someone I've show, worked with. Someone you've worked no. with, and that's that's yeah. awesome. You know, um, six degrees of Rick Carranza. Now that's 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 what it is when it comes to the Marvel. I just know universe. everyone, mate. I just know everyone. I just know everyone. <laughs> Kevin Costner. I know him. Oh, I mean, through six degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I I really like it, and I think that last episode, I was a little frustrated that it didn't resolve in that episode especially for the fact that it was the shortest episode of the lot. The first two episodes are like 52 minutes, give or take, because of the credits. Mm-hmm. But the second, this third episode was 42 minutes, give or take, yeah. with the credits. So it was a much shorter episode. And I, I feel like, and this will sort of overlap with something I'm going to talk about in a bit, but I feel like if the next episode resolves what's going on within five minutes... I'll be like, that should have just been the end of the last episode. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like no point in doing a cliffhanger for the sake of a cliffhanger. No, no, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, is it bad that right now I'm just thinking, um, you mentioned six degrees. <laughs> You've actually been looking at six degrees. I, I'm looking up how, how I can get to um, Kevin Costner <laughs> in six degrees. Um, right now, I d- don't don't listen. Right, okay, while I'm while I'm doing that, I'll get my thoughts out. I I really enjoyed the last episode. Yeah. Um, I, I I totally agree with you. It, they can't just do a resolve right at the beginning of the episode. That'd yeah. be quite annoying. Mm. I would like to see something a little bit more drawn out. Um, I I genuinely the show keeps keeps getting better and better as I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing what I'm, I'm trying to do something that I didn't do during one division. I'm trying not to theorize too much. I'm trying to just sit back and let the episode unfurl around me. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it a little bit more rather than end up disappointing myself because something didn't happen the way that I wanted it to happen. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I'm loving it. But that, 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 that's the long story short is that I'm really, really, really enjoying it. And it's a great, great series. Um, could it get a season two? I mean, I'd like that. Yeah, I mean, if it was that, say, I'm, I'm going to, this isn't going to be too spoilerific because this is just speculation of mm. what I'd like, but I'd like to maybe see essentially the TVA to be restructured, repurposed, and it's still kind of doing what it's supposed to be doing, but either Loki's in charge or is just, or maybe put Mobius in charge and Loki's yep. just another agent that maybe is even working with the lady Loki with Sylvie. Like if yeah. they, those two are partners, cause they, they've got good chemistry and that's, that's quite a nice concept where two different Lokis are partners fixing the timeline, but also yeah. might have their own nefarious purposes on the side. And that's a nice concept for a season two. Yeah. I like so, that. So, that's so, so, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that can be done. Um, I think the twist that was revealed. That they're a, all. Yeah. The variants. They're all variants. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was kind of hinted at with his love for jet skis and all you just needed was that extra clue. And you're just like, okay. Do you, do you, do you think it's going to turn out that um, Mobius was in Baywatch? Something like that. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be that he was some surfer dude. 
uh, or as you say, like a nineties jet skier. That's, yeah. that's, he, he's, that, you know, cause he, he was very specific about the nineties period. He was like, you know, there was this one time in the mid nineties where this beautiful uh, merging of style and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and it was the jet skis. Like he's clearly from that time period. Yes. Uh, and also apparently I didn't notice this, the drink that he has was very prominent. That canned drink is very yeah. prominent in uh, the, the nineties. The so there's nice, that's nice hints for that. Um, the guy who didn't know what a fish was, that's an interesting thing. Like you'd think of if he's, if, you know, you can't be like working for people that know time, the universe and everything. And they don't know what a fish is. There's, there's something fishy about that. I mean, there's something fishy. of course you're going to say, no, that. I didn't <laughs> no pun really intended with that. Just accidentally. Really? No, it was, really? look, I, I don't have a very vast vocabulary. I'm sorry, but, but but that's the best I could do. Uh, you don't have a vast. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, um, mate, yeah, I'm so, yeah. I am still looking this up, by the way. You're still Just trying to, to find your link to Kevin Costner. I'm, I'm still trying to find my link to Kevin Costner. Um, oh, there's probably, you probably got one. Hold on. I know, I know, I know what route I'm going down. I performed a show in yeah. 2017 at the Edinburgh Fringe mm-hmm. to which Robert Picardo came and watched. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Picardo appeared in Star Trek First Contact. He did. As the EMH. Yes. With Patrick Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Patrick Stewart appeared in Star Trek Generations. Yes. Yeah. With Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Right. So that's where I'm at to right now is Whoopi Goldberg. Now I'm pretty sure there'll be something that I can find with the Whoopi, Goldberg Whoopi Goldberg and, and, and Kevin Costner together. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that, that, that's, that's the next step. There's got to be, is, there's, there's got to be a better one. There's got to be a better one. Uh, I've just, all of a sudden my Kevin Costner filmography is, is, uh, a, a, a little bit out in my head, but <laughs> okay. I think I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. You have a connection to Kevin Costner. Your first link, I think, is through me. How is it through you? So, uh, let's see if this is within six degrees. Yes, right, yes. Okay. So, you know me. Yes. I went to school, as we've talked about before, with Emily Blunt. Yep. Emily Blunt was in The Devil Wears Prada, Yep. with Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was in a um, weird sort of TV special called the Earth Day Special with Kevin Costner. <laughs> uh, so we got good. you there. We got you there and I was the first step. So there we go. Uh, I like how you had to try and get yourself. No, the reason, the reason why was because like with Emily Blunt, that opens up a lot more things. That opens it, up a lot more things. It does. It does. I mean, we we said Kevin Kevin Bacon. Sorry, Kevin Costner. Kevin Bacon. What am I talking about? Oh, you six wanted to do Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. It's Kevin Bacon. It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's not six degrees of Kevin Costner. It's Kevin I know, Bacon. but I thought that's what made it more fun than it was the six no, degrees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Costner. Sorry, I got I got it completely wrong. Um, okay, but, well, you still uh, have one through me as well. <laughs> well, anyway, but my whole thing is here we go. Here we go. Robert Ricardo came to my show. Yep. 
uh, Robert Picardo was in Star Trek First Contact yep. with Patrick Stewart. Patrick yes. Stewart was in uh, Star Trek Generations with Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg um, was in Ghost with Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Demi Moore was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. There you go. There you go. There we go. <laughs> that took way too long. Should we move on to our next thing? Let's move on to the next thing. Yes. Loki's good. That's all we need to really say there. Um, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, episode one of the new season. Um, so many more laughs than I have had in one and a half seasons of Solar Opposites. Like, literally, proper, proper laughing. Proper laughing. I still, I've had maybe one episode, I still haven't finished season two, but I've had like one episode of Solar Opposites where I went, okay, that's quite funny. I quite like that. And that was like the big dick energy uh, episode. I, I, I thought that was quite funny. But other than that, no real big laughs. But that episode one, Mr. Nimbus, he controls the police. Fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. I really, really liked the episode. What about you? I think it's um, Rick and Morty. It's back. It's it's become a bit of a poor man's solar opposite. You <laughs> <laughs> prick. <laughs> no, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it was anything special. No, uh, no, 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 no. I, no. I, th- I thought I thought it was quite enjoyable. I quite liked. Um, I quite liked the story. I thought it was quite fun. Um, but I just didn't. I, I, it was just like okay, cool. I think I'm getting a little bit of Rick and Morty fatigue. Really. Mm, oh, I think I am. I watched. I watched some of their one-off specials. Like, did you watch the computer game special? Thing I saw. I saw most of the eight-bit thing, and then I sort of turned off of it because it was yeah. just like watching someone play a game without the the commentary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was Twitch without Twitch. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know. I really like Rick and Morty. I really do, and I really mm. enjoyed the episode. But I now feel like Rick and Morty is now becoming background noise to me and also it feels i also feel like with rick and morty is the what i've what i've loved about it is how self-aware and self-referential it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um takes the mick out of itself it's kind like when they sort of went what do you want to watch do you want to watch a movie do you want to watch some intergalactic cable and it's mm-hmm. just like okay we've done that joke a lot now yeah yeah, I I, I, I I totally I totally get what you're what you're saying with that, um, but I just I still think a lot of the the, the lines are really sharp. I I, I do like. Yeah, it. don't get me wrong. I do it think hasn't it's lost sharp it's, writing. It's, no, 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 no. I'm not criticizing yeah. the quality of the episode. I'm criticizing. I'm not even criticizing anything of it. I'm just saying that I think my enjoyment of it has maybe peaked. Fair dues. Um, yeah, I think fair. like I am. I'm enjoying it. I am going to enjoy it and I'm going to continue to watch it because I still think it is very, very, very good. Um, I just don't think I'm enjoying it as much as when I first started watching it, as in like, you know, the first few seasons. Um, It's kind of like, it's if you you want to go to the opposite end of the scale, like like Futurama, I loved every single, I I loved almost every single episode and I continue to enjoy even when it came back after being cancelled. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I never got fatigued watching Futurama and likewise, I, I go back and I watch it and I still don't get fatigued from watching it. With this, it feels, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what it is, because even though it's still high, it's not like Simpsons or Family Guy where the quality just takes a massive dive of a cliff. The quality hasn't dipped, but I do feel like it's like, okay, so we're just going to make that joke again. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, either, no. in, you're either in or you're out. I, I get yeah. that. I get that. I, yeah. I do get it. Um, the only thing- No, that- I, don't, no I, I don't think it's as simple as I'm in or out. I, I, I still enjoy it. Mm. 
It's just that my enjoyment has just sort of dialed back a little bit. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, it's, it's now, it's, it's becoming, rather than a highlight of my week to watch, um, background noise. Yeah, that's, I, I get it, I get it. I have to say, there was, one, there was one thing that did disappoint me about it, and that's that it's see, it, it sort of feels like it's the one season opener that hasn't continued what was left at the end of the last season. So at the end of the last season, it was Rick just in an absolute hole with himself because he realised like how terrible a father he was because of the whole cloning of his daughter situation and even he doesn't know which one's the real one or Do you the know, clone. I think that's that kind of annoys me now as well, is that there's there were some threads and then the last thing you really saw him doing was he was he was like well i'm a pretty shitty father but at least i can be a, a good friend and he's sort of trying to repair bird person into being the person he used to be mm. and that's that was one of the last things so we still haven't seen any of that we did but i see. guess it's only it's only the first episode so true we'll see but it's like it normally would have continued from that it sort of feels like it's that's sort of fallen by the wayside and i am wondering whether the next episode is going to continue from Rick being arrested hmm. or if it's just going to be reset. And that's, that's, you know, by the by. We shall see. Mm. We shall watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else? So the one thing that I've finished since we last spoke, and I wanted to get a little bit into it, but there's, I've just got some key things that I want to say about Titans. Go on. Uh, Titans. So I've finished seasons one and two of Titans. Both series, Fine until you get to the season finales. Um, the first season has a season finale that ends on such a cliffhanger, and it's what I was talking about earlier, where season two's first episode really should have been the season finale. Because it was the episode that, f- it, it, it finished off what happens in that season. It, 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 that, and it's just annoying that that's how it ended. Where you're just like, this this whole thing feels like a finale. It feels like an ending, but it's supposed to be setting the scene for what's happening next. And it doesn't really set it up apart from a post credit scene. And then you're like, oh, so this is what the season's going to be about. But again, that could have been the end of season one and still have that post credit scene and be like, okay, so that's what season two is going to be. It's sort of, it's frustrating that that, that's how it went. And that just just really annoyed me. Um, You know, finish your season properly. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be a cliffhanger. I guess they really wanted that season two because maybe Titans wasn't doing so well because it was on DC Universe when it was first released. And now DC Universe, I believe, is no more. Um, season two's finale was fine until all of a sudden they just kill off a random character for no goddamn reason. The only reason I can think of is that they they just wanted out of their contract. But right. it was the dumbest death that comes from nowhere. And it's, it's almost like someone went, and I, I guess this person dies. Like there's no real rhyme <laughs> or reason bad. other than maybe to set up some sort of thread that's going to happen in season three. But it's like, yay, we've done it, everyone. Oh no, but here's a situation and this person's now dead. And you're like, what? 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 And I just, I was sat there with Kelly going, this is dumb. This is really fucking dumb. And I've never really done that. Even all throughout all of Jupiter's Legacy, which was really fucking dumb. I never mm. sat there and went, this is shit. But yeah, that yeah, ending yeah. of that Titans season finale, I was, I, I was dumbfounded at how awful it was. Just oh, so dude. bad. So bad. And they had a really interesting season. 
it dips quite a lot. Robin or Dick Grayson goes on a bit of a journey, um, which is a really shit journey. Somehow, like, the, the, the justice system in America clearly moves a lot faster than I, I thought it did. <laughs> I thought trials went on for months, sometimes years. But no, he's, like, arrested, put on trial, sent to prison, um, all in the space of, like, an hour and a half. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's completely absurd. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, Titans. Do I recommend it? In some ways, yes. Because some of it's really cool. Beast Boy's really cool. There was some episodes with Beast Boy where I really enjoyed his character and I thought, I like you. I like you a lot. <laughs> Oh, and then dude. they bring Superboy into it. Crypto the dog. Crypto the yep. dog is in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious that they've managed to make Crypto a thing and it not actually be the shittest part of the se- series. Brilliant. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Crypto wouldn't be the shittest part in a, C- in a DC live action show? But here we are. Uh, so, yeah, that's Titans. It's cool. It's 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 on Netflix. <laughs> that's that's the most positive thing I can say about it. It's on Netflix. Right. Well done. Brilliant. Then. Well done. Nice. Hello, I love. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. 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 Um, what else have you been watching? Very quickly, I'll just sign off on three things. Okay. Very, very quickly. Just a couple of things. MODOK continues to be wonderful. Yes. Uh, all the, the developing characters, yeah. character development, not just of MODOK, but of other characters. Mm. It's wonderful. It's yeah, wonderful. the Monica stuff has been quite good. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So good. So I'm really, really enjoying that. Uh, everyone just continues to knock it out of the park. It's really funny, but really sweet. It is. Well. It's a I lot just, sweeter than you think. Yeah. 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 Um, I just, just, just when Modoc goes to try and take over Avengers headquarters by himself, it's just the sweetest thing. I, I love his uh, funeral speech. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. So Modoc, brilliant. Yep. Um, the uh, Bad Batch continues to be a brilliant uh, season eight for Clone Wars. <laughs> you just accepted that now. No, I, yeah, it is, but it isn't, but it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it's nice to be back in that universe. Uh, different storylines. It's revealed something that was not really a reveal. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh, we're going to reveal this thing that we've been teasing. And it's like, yeah, we kind of worked this out a long time ago yeah. in a galaxy, galaxy far, far away. Yeah. So, but it's it's still really good watch. I really, really enjoyed it. So definitely <laughs> recommend it. Um, and the last thing, very quickly, just to cover off, is uh, the season finale of Mythic Quest was just on. The season finale, season two, Mythic Quest. I love this show. I really love this show. Um, this season, so, so much more than last season. And like, I really enjoyed last season. But this season, the joke rate is higher. Um, the storytelling is better. Um, the characters are better. Um, it's just brilliant. And it seems it, every, every, everyone's motivation is brilliant. It's such a, a great show to watch. Um, and absolutely hilarious. Do you know what's really funny? I find like there's loads of people. I love geek culture yeah i love nerds mm-hmm. but unfortunately sometimes the worst people are attracted to greek culture geek culture 
the people who complain about um, these are too things are too woke. Oh, people right, who complain yes. about diversity in Star Trek. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. But those types of people, yeah. And I have seen people complaining that this season of um, so there's a there's a storyline involving two girls who get they get into a relationship. Um, and sort of goes back and forth. But what's really funny about this like, is one of them is portrayed that she is like that sort of stereotypical woke, you know, mm-hmm. feminist, blah, 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 anything like that. But throughout the, throughout the show, she's taking the mick out of. Like Gen Z is taking the mick out relentlessly and stuff like that. Like there's a whole point in the last episode, there's a whole point in the speech about, so this is one girl who comes in who's just like, uh, wants to be spoken to, wants to get some help because she's, Basically, she quit the job, quit her job, thinking that she was going to be able to get into this school for programming, but she got rejected because her programming is a bit rubbish. Um, and then eventually the two people at Mythic Quest go, right, well, I'll tell you what, you're still going to be employed by us and we're going to pay for you to go to college to do this thing, even though what you've done is shit. Um, and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, because you've got determination. You want, you think this thing is good. So therefore we want to invest in that and we don't want you going to another place. Anyway. And then like one of the cats, she starts doing this whole, she goes into this whole speech thing. And like, uh, one of the characters goes, no, 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 don't do your Gen Z shit. Don't do any of that victimhood Gen Z shit. You've got this opportunity, take it. And like throughout the show, there's like a lot of things where it's like, it's kind of, it's been very inclusive, but also pushed back on some th- things that are seen as stereotypical. And it's kind of been more balanced than I expected on lots of stuff. And I've really, really enjoyed it. And there's a whole episode where one person turned around and it's like, um, one of the characters turned around, the one that I was talking about, she was, she's in a car uh, with her boss mm. and she's complaining how about he's a white man who therefore he's got things easier. Um, and he turned around and says, yeah, you're right. I'm a white man. Do you know how I got my break? And she went, no. She says, I got stuck in an elevator with my boss. And while I was in that elevator, I pitched 17 different ideas to him. Um, and he gave me him a job based on the fact that none of the ideas were good, but I had 17 of them. That's right? pretty cool. Yeah. And she sat there just in silent. And he sat in the car and they're in the car and it's just mm. the two of them in the car. And he's just like, this is your elevator. Yes. That's really, that's nice. That's nicely done. And so it's like, it's that whole thing of like, it doesn't turn around and say what she's saying is wrong, but what it does say is that there are opportunities out there, you know, and it shows people taking those opportunities, shows people losing those opportunities. Uh, It shows people, it shows diversity in um, acceptance in a really, really good way as well. Like none of these people are typecast or get their roles because of anything they get it because of talent or hard work or impressing people and it's really nice so i think it's definitely worth watching um if you want if you see it so yeah nice season two finale of uh mythic quest go watch it if anything go watch it because it really pisses off right wingers (laughs) and if that's not a reason yeah there we go so what have you been playing this week uh well been Continuing on with God of War, that's going to come to an end uh, pretty soon. Pretty, pretty, pretty certain that's going to come to a, a close on the next stream. Um, everyone hates the child. Everyone hates the child. E- e- everyone. You know how everyone loves Baby Yoda. You yeah. know how everyone loves Baby Yoda. Atreus right. is the other side of the coin. Uh, right. where everyone fucking hates him. He's a whiny little git. When he learns he's a god, he becomes an arrogant little git. 
Uh, and then when he realizes that he was acting like an ar- arrogant little git, he becomes a whiny little git again. So it's it's just it's hopefully he grows up a little bit in the next game. Um, I got to finally fight a Valkyrie, which was something I'd been uh, trying to show the, the viewers um, yep. how uh, how painfully hard they are to beat um, by dying several times and not even getting a quarter of its health bar down. It, they are the <laughs> hardest things ever in any video game. And I've got the game on easy and it would kill me in one hit. One hit. Oh, mate. One Seriously. hit. And eventually I just went, everyone, I am throwing in the towel. And then I actually, I, I actually had, because uh, I've got a whiteboard for drawing stuff on now, I actually have a towel that I was able to physically throw <laughs> just to, in case the point wasn't clear enough. I was able to just throw the towel. But, oh, uh, dude. <laughs> I get serious with my metaphors. Um, so, so that was, that was a thing, but one, if I'm going to talk about something fun, well, something that has been fun. And then last night happened, um, Star Wars squadrons, right? Star Wars squadrons. Now, some of my Those favorite controls, right? The, well, the, the controls, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of all right. So as I've talked about before in battlefront two on PlayStation two, the dogfighting in that was brilliant was was really really good and the fact that you could actually go from the third or first person shooter jump in an x-wing and then do some fighting in that respect and then if you get shot down then you start back on the ground again and it, it, it was just great it was just great this game then well then the the remastered or not remastered but battlefront when force awakens came out there was the battlefront that came out for that and dogfighting was for me the best part in that game so the controls in squadrons is very similar to that uh, except yeah. that you had the third person option which i do kind of prefer but as squadrons is designed really for vr players it doesn't have that option the first couple of weeks once i'd got the controls down i was fucking brilliant okay maybe not brilliant but i was completing the missions with relative ease yeah there were some hairy moments but i i i was getting the gist of it. And it was te- the, the problem that I do find with the game is that it's, it's got what I call a, a Columbo tutorial system where every mission it would be going, Oh, by the way, here's another thing you have to learn. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Yeah. Every mission was a one yep. more thing. I was like, what, this is Columbo tutorials. Just, it's always one more thing. Last night, I reached a point of pure frustration. Like it, it became needlessly difficult. So I've just been shooting things down and I'm fine with shooting things down. That's all I need to do. Last night I was having to do escort missions. So I'd also have to make sure that every now and then I'd go to this shuttle and fire like a shield thing onto it. I'd have to attach a shield to it and it, it just became really annoying. Then I also had to shoot missiles. And obviously the missiles are coming from all directions. So it's like, right, where's the next missile? Okay, it's, it's always behind me. It's always fucking behind me. <laughs> so I'm having to re-maneuver myself to, to, to aim for behind me and then like yeah. try and find one tiny missile in the black of space. And it turns out every battle is in a debris field. So there's just death everywhere. Uh, anything to crash into. 
last night I was also like in a tunnel. It was a, a bit like the, 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 what's it? The Kessel run where yeah. if I, if I deviated too far from the tunnel I was in, I would, I'd get caught in a storm and die. So when you're in the middle of a dogfight and you're flying and following something, all of a sudden you just accidentally end up outside in the storm of space. And it just became needlessly difficult, like needlessly difficult. And eventually I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm not having oh, fun anymore. No. The last two weeks I was having so much fun because I was good at the game. Then, <laughs> then I became bad at the game and surprise, no, 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 it's not fun anymore. Why? Why, why do this to myself? Why? I mean, I'm still oh, gonna. Mate. Still gonna. I'm still gonna. I've got that far. I'll, I'll have the closure. What's been, did you, one of the most fun things is naming my characters. Yes. How, how, what's your, what's been your uh, naming scheme? So, so my Imperial fighter, his name is Dick Head. Uh, D-I-K-H-E-D-D. He is Dick Head. Well, he works for the Empire. And uh, someone suggested I call my, uh, my rebel fighter uh, Jammy Dodger, but I gave it, I did it in a really Star Warsian way. So it's Jam, me, M-I, and then D apostrophe O J A Ja me Dodger, <laughs> oh, which is which is very Star Warsian George Lucas yes. way of naming yes. things. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's been one of the more fun elements of Star Wars Squadrons. It, look, it, it, if you're into that sort of game, it's really good. I maybe I might have a better time if I did put it on easy, but I have just put it on normal. Mm, so mm. maybe maybe I'd, I'd have a bit of a time and i do find the it's strange that the empire none of the tie fighters have shielding yeah but that's star wars and the and the x-wings do you'd think the empire would like you know they'd learn how to shield um i think they're so vast that they they, they just see their, t- their pilots as um cannon fodder <laughs> you just think one dies 10 shall rise in this place <laughs> Both owned Hail by Hydra. Disney. Yes, there you go. Both owned by Disney. But yes, that's what I've been playing. I played a little bit of Countdown. Played a little oh. bit of Countdown. Um, I managed to do it on my streams for the first time, which I'm, I was very excited about being able to do because I wanted to play Countdowns for, <laughs> Countdown for ages. Um, and uh, I, I, do you know what was even more satisfying? To be able to solve conundrums with people watching. Because sometimes it's the sort of thing that when you do it, you want to be able to go, yes, I did it. And sometimes I'm just there on my own going, and there's no one here to witness my greatness. And yeah, I managed to solve. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. I have, (laughs) I have greatness in my veins and it's for solving word puzzles, despite not having a good vocabulary. (laughs) Nope. Cool. Cool. Whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want, dude. Thank you. What have you been playing? Uh, not much, as you can imagine. Yeah. I've been quite busy. Uh, you've been I did, playing Catch the Poop. That's what you've been yeah, playing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I did continue my playthrough of uh, Fallout New Vegas um, on Friday on stream. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's, 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 it's a good Fallout game. The story's good. It's, the story's interesting. Um, the setting is, it's Fallout. You know, the I love the capsule wastelands and sort of wandering around and finding stuff. And it's like, oh, that I, I want to go over here now and explore this little bit. And I quite like that. I quite like that. It's quite nice. I quite enjoy it. So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's just it's it's not much to say about it apart from it's a very it's a good Fallout game. 
Isn't this, is this the one that didn't do very well review wise? This, no, I think this one did well review. I think this one did reasonably well review wise, okay. but this was the one that wasn't made by Bethesda Studios. Okay. It was made by the original people who made Fallout before mm-hmm. they were bought mm-hmm. out by Bethesda. Um, and yeah, no, I, 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 I really like it. So that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Okay, that. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there's not much because I say I've been so busy. Oh, um, yeah, of course. I'll, yeah. Apart from, I have been playing a lot of Minecraft in my spare moments. Oh, that's nice. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I'm taking, you, you know that um, server that you got invited onto? Yeah. You should go on. Why? You need to come visit my base. Okay. Trust me. I, f- I feel like I'm going to go there and it's going to be an effigy of me on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, okay. It's definitely, definitely a wicker man thing. Going you know, on. I bought I bought it right, and I've still only played it once. <laughs> that that into, one go, night. Go into the server. Go to my base. Trust me. Okay. Have a look above my base. Okay. High in the sky. I don't know if I'm on your server. I think I'm on the streamers server, but no, not yeah, your one. yeah, that's the one. I'm, that's that's what I'm talking about. That oh, server. the streamers, the streamers server. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go into the streamers server. Okay. Go to my base. Okay. And look up into the sky above my base. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'll see. All right. Okay. You, I'll see. take your word for it. Um. Yeah. So that's what that's we've it. been playing. That's what we've been playing. Okay. Now, have you have you had any with withdrawal symptoms? None whatsoever. I'm too exhausted. You, no, no withdrawal from you know a certain a certain bit of seasoning. <sighs> Go on then. Have you, have you had enough? Have you had enough salt in your system lately? Oh God. Go on then. Let's play it. Let's play it. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. Where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. So welcome back, Rick. Mm-hmm. Here's a story for you. Go on. Here's a story for you. You can take it with a pinch of salt, but I think with the right amount of salt, you might actually find some joy in this sodium story. Okay. Okay? Star Trek Mm. animated movie rumoured to be in the works. Okay. Okay. So Mm. this is uh, more to do with Paramount Plus by the looks of things, or what used to be, it used to be called something else, wasn't it? CBS All Access. And now it's Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, we're getting more Star Trek content. Uh, The platform's unveiling ambitious plans to debut a new show every quarter. Alex Kurtzman teased that he's got the small screen future of the franchise mapped out until 2027. This is all, you know, the filler bits of the paragraph. And it says on the feature film front, the fourth installment in the Kelvin timeline is still out there somewhere while Noah Hawley's planned reboot has been abandoned altogether. And I did see an interview with him lately that where he was, you know, it was brand new crew, brand new ship and everything. And people at Paramount just got nervous. That was what I read about that story. They just went, okay. no, it's too, it's too much of a risk with a new crew and new ship. They didn't want to do it. Um, 
And then you've also got the Tarantino one, all of that stuff. But a new rumor claims that an animated Star Trek movie is now in development, but there's no additional details provided as to whether it's planned as theatrical stream or sorry, as theatrical or streaming exclusive. If it takes place in the same continuity as either the small screen, Kelvin or Lower Decks mythologies, or even the merest hint of any plot or character information. The report comes from the same outlet that exclusively revealed over the last few months that Brie Larson was pushing to join Star Trek. Uh, Tom Hardy's shins on marked for a comeback and Kelvin spinoffs were incoming. So there's a load of sodium stories within the sodium story. It's, it's, it's an inception sodium story. Uh, and there's also J.J. Um, Abrams returning behind the camera to helm of new blockbuster uh, with uh, multiple Captain Kirks. But none of them have been corroborated or confirmed as of yet. So don't get too hyped about an animated effort until official word is made by the studio. Uh, weirdly, I got this from We Got This Covered and their source was Giant Freaking Robot. So, as I say, there's a lot to unpack with that. Oh. But would you like a Star Trek animated movie that wasn't Lower Decks? Yeah, why not? What well, about well, well, if it was well, done in that old animated series style of animation? Is it, would this be the 15th movie? Well, that's that's another question altogether. Yeah. Is it is it to do with, but would it be... Could, well, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, if, what timeline it follows. Would this be movie number 15? Is that right? I guess so. No, hold on. You've got the six movies, then you've got the four next generation ones. No, it'd be the 14th movie. Ah, uh, so it actually might be quite good then. <laughs> Yeah, but Into Darkness kind of spoiled that, though, didn't it? Yeah, Into Darkness and Beyond kind of switched places, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, do I want an animated Star Trek movie? Um, yeah, why not? Why not? I'll tell you what I don't want. What? I don't want a Rick and Morty movie directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> All he said was he'd be interested in making I don't- it. Fucking care. I don't want him to show interest in anything. I want him to show interest in retiring. Right. I want to, him to show interest in stop just stopping. Just stopping. Just 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 stop, Zack Snyder. Just stop. It's it's good that fatherhood hasn't changed you. <laughs> it's just I'm just really, really happy that I'm gonna have a child that doesn't have to watch any Zack Snyder because I'm gonna make sure it really No, he should he should watch the Owls of Gahul. I like the Owls of Gahul. Legend of the Guardians. I'm, I'm ending this call. It's now. a fun film. I'm ending this for call. For what it is. I'm ending this If call. you like watching owls fight each other. <sighs> <laughs> but, st- right, animated film. W- would, you, would this... So we've talked about it before and you said no, you wouldn't like this. But in animated form, would it be something that you might enjoy if they did an end game type thing where all of like Star Trek characters no, joined I, I, together. I just, I just, just don't think it's necessary. I don't think like, I like, what I like is like. <sighs> it wouldn't give you any joy to see like Discovery and the Enterprise D no, and the Enterprise I, A. And- I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, I don't mind like, yeah, it's like very cool to have say, I don't know, um, Enterprise D and Voyager do something together. That's yeah. quite cool because they they belong in that timeline together and stuff like that. And I do appreciate that Star Trek does the whole um, sort of time travel stuff. And, and admittedly, one of my favorite expanded sort of uh, universe stories uh, is a book called Federation, which involves 
the Enterprise D in the original series, uh, Enterprise, actually interacting. Not directly, okay. but interacting. So, like, admittedly, you know, I'm into that. But, like, I just don't agree with this whole... Look, Endgame is a one-in-a-franchise thing. Like, you know, yeah, it was yeah. done... Like, it was done for a specific purpose and it was always going to end with Endgame. It was always going to be... Endgame was always going to be the result. And it's, uh, with with the Avengers and Marvel's, you know, the, the MCU, and even with the DC universe as well, potentially new DC universe, whatever DC do in the future, mm. these big set piece movies that are based on other movies, you know, characters' movies, are going to be that thing. What, in order for a set piece like an Endgame, an Endgame style um, Star Trek movie to work, A, you're relying on Star Trek fans um, knowing about every single character, yeah? Mm-hmm. B, liking pretty much every single character, yeah, let's yeah. face it. Let's face it, we know that's not the case. Yes, We true. know there's a lot of hate for Discovery out there and for Picard and for Picard and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So people won't accept that. Um, but also there's, there's, there's no reason for them to um, get involved. One of the great things about the Star Trek universe, one of the things that I've really, really enjoyed is how vast it is. Um, the the idea of the galaxy is vast. So the Enterprise-D is over here doing its own thing of exploring and Deep Space Nine is here doing its thing of defending um, and Voyage is doing its thing of getting back home. And sometimes they interact and we have some crossovers with characters from other things because they do in- involve. And I like that. Like Janeway turning up in um, Nemesis mm-hmm, to give mm-hmm. Picard his orders. Yeah. What a great little cameo. That's that's yeah. the type of thing that yeah. I really like. Or all the crossovers between The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine episodes. Um, where, you know, the, the, the D was at Deep Space Nine for a specific reason. Mm. Likewise, Voyager was at Deep Space Nine for a specific reason. Um, but it was only for, like, it was docking and then doing its mission. And it would take age... Like, inf- the whole sort of endgame Infinity thing worked because they were seeding... They were seeding the Infinity Stones from the very beginning. I suppose. Oh, no. Not from the very beginning. Actually, no, they were. They were seeding the Avengers right from the very first movie. From so Iron they were, Man, they were seeding, seeding Avengers. Avengers from it. But, yeah. I think the first Infinity Stone And then the Tesseract. Was tesseract, yeah. Yeah, was brought in um, via uh, uh, Captain America. Mm. But then that was... And then suddenly the Infinity Stones were seeded all the way through from that as yeah. well. And so it was always going to be there. What has been seeded through original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, all the movies? There's been no seed of that. So what, in order to have, like... I, I, I have an answer. The last thing that did, the last thing that tried to do an endgame style thing mm. without seeding everything beforehand mm. was Zack Snyder's Justice League. I would have actually said the last thing that tried to do it and didn't do it very well was um, Rise of Skywalker when all the ships well, turned up at the go. end. Well, there you uh, go. Because that they well. didn't properly... They, they, they sort of set it up but didn't set it up well enough. Um, so, uh, but you could, especially with what's going on with the Picard trailers and everything that's come out recently, was, is Q. And in the original series? Q, okay, fair enough. Q wasn't in the original series, but Q has essentially been in every other thing he wasn't in enterprise been in discovery sure. he hasn't been in discovery but he has been in lower decks he's now about to appear in picard he was in deep space nine he was in voyager and it does set up that the q continuum on its own 
is pretty much always at war with itself. And I think that there is something that you could do with that but as long as it was done well. And I think that the Q continuum is something that can be explored in more detail in a better way than like, I, I didn't enjoy the ones where it was like, like a civil war was going on and it was an actual representation of the American civil war. And I, I thought it was just all a bit, meh. but you, there's something that could be done with the Q continuum. It would essentially, you know, it's like, I, I would have liked to have seen more of the time war in Doctor Who. We heard these amazing stories about the, 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 ships or you know the, the the specific battles and things like that and it's stuff that makes your imagination go wild you'd like to see it and I, I i wouldn't mind if there was something going on where say q teams up all of the best crews from starfleet uh and manages to help them end the q continuum war or something like that i think there's something that could be done quite well with that as long as it was done well, of course. I've I, lost I, him. I've lost him, ladies and gents. Yeah, I've lost him. Yeah, I, I'm, I look. I'm, I remain skeptical. I, I, I don't think it's necessary, and I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'll take my money if it happens, but yeah. I just don't think it's something that would work for me personally. But an animated movie of a brand new crew or a crew that already exists, you'd be okay with that? Yeah. Why not? If it was a proper Titan, although Titan now, the only way we're getting the Titan stories now is clearly from Lower Decks. That's, I don't think we're getting it from anywhere else. It would work as an animated movie. And depending what sort of animation, if it was CG or 2D, what kind of animation would it be? Listen, mate, it'll probably be based on, um, oh, what's the, um, what's the new Star Trek series, the kids one? Oh yeah. Do you reckon it'll be a kids animated movie? Yeah. That's, I yeah. Reckon. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's there fine. We're getting old. We Stuff's are. not for us anymore. Just bear in mind, this is this is something that I've also, like, when it comes to, like, Star Wars fans, Star Trek fans, any fans, like, our age. Yeah. Bear in mind, a lot of the stuff that's being made now, the newer stuff, is not for us. Yeah, it's not. Especially with Star Wars. Especially Star Especially, Wars. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely with Star um, Wars. But even in Star Trek, to a degree, they're not making Discovery for the older fans. It, they're making it for people. They're making it to yeah. try and get in new fans. Yeah. And they're trying... Uh, Picard is, is for the older fans. Yeah. But actually, it's, you know, it's, again, it's not quite there you know yeah. again it's still trying to appeal to newer fans um lower decks, lower decks is for yeah old fat is for old fans it's yeah. so many in jokes so, so many in jokes just bear in mind that not everything that's being made now is we are not the target audience they're not trying to win us over no we're out of We've that age been, demographic now we <laughs> so. we have been won over but yeah. also we are at the age now where it's a lot harder for us i'm not saying this, this applies to you or me because i actually think we are quite open-minded and do watch a lot of the new stuff but you know, a lot of people get to this age to sort of approaching 40. Yeah. No, everything is aimed at the 24 to 34 demographic. Younger than that, mate. Well, 18 to 24, 18 to 24 and 24 to 34. Those are the two demographics that are needed to be aimed for the most. That's where all the money is. But bear in in mind, an animated Star Trek movie would probably be younger. It would be younger. It would be, it would be aimed at the 12 to 15 market or 12 to 17, something like that, you know, but that's fine. But that's, that's the sodium story. Um, cool. 
it, it's it's not good. It's not bad. It's it's is yeah. <laughs> the end. Salt, salt. How much do you need? Salt, salt. With just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news, and it's a sodium story. I've really disappointed Rick with that sodium story. He was hoping to come back to something that we could have a good laugh at, but it, in the end, it's broken his heart, ladies and gents. It's broken his heart. That's broken my heart. It's just, I nothinged it. <laughs> <laughs> it inspired nothing in me. Lo- nice. Okay. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad our friendship has reached that level. <laughs> that's that's not your fault, by the way. That's not your fault. Feels you like write, it is. Feels like that's you what you're you saying. You didn't, listen, you didn't write this story. You didn't write this story, right? You were merely the messenger. Okay. But I have loaded my gun and I'm about to shoot you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know how sorry, I wanted- sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. I've set my phaser to kill and I am going to shoot you. <laughs> You know, I was looking forward to at some point recording in the same room with each other, uh, you know, at some point. Not anymore. No, Not anymore. No, you, you shouldn't, mate, no. because you, you bring shit like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, sh- shall we, shall we, shall we, shall we? Fantastic. A five. Let's do it. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five This was a journey to put together, wasn't it? Oh, mate, like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> This was a journey A couple of days, a few days ago It was like, what should we do? Um, planets? <laughs> yeah, do you know what's funny? I was just going, I mean, like M- Mars? Uh, I, I had, uh, no, well, no, I had, I had Jupiter? specifically, m- at one point when I was putting that together, it was like Mars, but specifically from John Carter. Right. Specifically ah, from see, John Carter. Right, so, cool, 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 cool. So it could have been fictional planets and it could have been, okay. That's but, but I think we were both struggling with this and I was like, how, how, how are you approaching this? Are we being funny? Are we being like, is it a cool place to live? Or is it like just, it just seems like a cool planet. Um, I mean, the, my, my, my problem was, is that um, I only had the moon, uh, basically my baby's ass. And there's just <laughs> shit coming out of it constantly. So that, I just, my mind was not on trying to come up with a Fantastic Five for planets. That was quite difficult. It was, it was, but it was like, uh, so it's not planets, ladies and gents. It's, it's not planets. It's, it's not planets. Um, it is, uh, we've, we've gone with tech. Right, so we have previously done fictional tech. Yes. We have done that. Yes. This time, Mm. we're going with real tech. Real tech that we've actually used. Yeah, specifically tech that we actually have owned or used. Yes. So um, I thought we'd go with that. I mean, one point, I've got better than this, but at one point on my list was the barcode battler. At one point was on my list. Did you ever have one of those? No, I didn't. But I know what <laughs> that they was are. that was the problem. I was the only one who had a Barco Battler, so I couldn't actually, yeah. so I couldn't actually play with anyone. <laughs> yeah, story of your life, really, isn't yes. it? God damn it! <laughs> okay, should we do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, should you start? Should I start? What should we do? I don't mind. Well, oh, here's the thing: both of us have 
pretty much the same number five, I think. No, no, because mine's not in order. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll go with my number five and then you can talk about yours. Okay. In, in okay. So I went with um, my phone. <laughs> um, the, the specifically, which is the iPhone 11 Pro Plus. Um, Keeps you up all night. It really does. It, it, no, it's, it's an addictive phone. It's a very addictive phone, but it has been the most used out of all of my phones ever. The, the fact that I can um, record a music video and then edit a music video on it is just extraordinary, like high quality, like better than iMovie, uh, which I know is not a big ask, but I've, I, I've managed to make better quality videos from it than when I had, I had access to Final Cut. Uh, I've been able to perform certain things that I just wasn't able to either figure out, but like, I mean, that's down to the app, sure, but it's way more intuitive than anything that I've done before. Um, if I wanted to, yeah, I could do it as a, a, a music studio. The camera is phenomenal, and I've basically been using that camera on my streams uh, as as my, my webcam, and it's been brilliant. It has been absolutely brilliant. So as a vital piece of tech of a film studio, music studio and photography studio all in my pocket. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more. And, uh, what, why it's not number one. Well, I've got other things to talk about, but yeah, that's my number five. Very good. Very good. Lovely. Lovely. Love it. Okay. You're number, number five. five. Uh, my number five is something that I owned, um, uh, absolutely years ago. Uh, must've got these around 2007. Yeah. Um, is Motorola S9 Bluetooth headphones. Right, okay, okay, yeah. These were the first truly wireless headphones I ever bought. They were um, in-ear and mm-hmm. they had like a band that went around the back of your neck yeah. and that was it. Like a solid band. It wasn't a wire, it was a solid band. Yeah. Uh, they were water resistant. Um, but the thing was, is that they were Bluetooth. They were wireless. I had no wire. It was the first time I'd ever owned something where I could listen to sound coming through from another device without having a wire between them. And it was just like, this is incredible. The sound quality was great. They were, they had a microphone built in as well, so I could use them for phone calls. Um, so I could connect them to my iPhone um, uh, at the time. Um, I, 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 it came with an adapter, like a Bluetooth adapter. I could put them into my iPod. I had an iPod Classic, so I could put it into my iPod nice. Classic and actually have Bluetooth from my iPod. And it was just like, this is incredible. And I think, I think it was like the first time that I'd owned sort of like, you know, up until then, when you, when you talk to people about Bluetooth headsets, they were like the singular earpiece. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was actual proper stereo sound. Yeah. And it was just, like, I couldn't believe it. I, I was the only person I knew who owned this. Everyone else was still on wired. You know, now I've got a pair of AirPods and it's just like, you know, amazing. But those Motorola S9 Bluetooth headphones, I've, Having them was like, this is the, this is one of the first times I ever felt like this is the future. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was totally, just like, this totally. is it. And ever since I've had them, I've never wanted to have wired headphones. I've always tried to find wireless headphones. So, no, I hate, yeah. well, I hate wired headphones now. And uh, when people like complain, oh, it's, not, it's just another thing to recharge. It's just like, I have nearly ruined so many laptops by accidentally catching it with my leg and nearly yep. knocking something off the table and you know they are much more valuable uh t- 
to, 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 to everyday life. They just really yeah. are. They just they are much yeah. more helpful. Yes, it's annoying if you forget to charge them, but I'd rather just yeah. not have to deal with headphones than to put together a broken laptop. Well, there you go. There you go. So yeah, I like so, yeah. it. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. What's your number four? So my number four, um, I actually have gone with software. Okay. I've gone with software. Um, now there's, this is, this is why it's what it's called. Uh, Isotope, um, is the company, uh, and it's this audio repair software. Mm-hmm. I once recorded, it was, it was one of my first big jobs when I was, um, a, a sound engineer. And it was one of my first jobs where I'd, I was sort of asked last minute to do something and they were all really happy with me. I turned up with all my own microphones and was able to connect to the mixing desk at the theatre. It was like a live audio play. Okay. And one of the actors really, really wound me up because when I listened back to the recording after the performance, there was just so much clipping, so much clipping. Now, clipping with analogue it gets a bit distorted. Clipping on digital is one of the most painful sounds you could ever hear. It's like this full on, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible noise. Now on Logic, the software that I normally use for recording, you can go into some, the, the audio waves, you can zoom in far enough and you can see where the clips are and you can redraw it with a pencil to take the clips out. There was so much clipping in this hour and a half recording. And I sat there for two days going through this piece, piece by piece, drawing in where the clipped waveforms were. And I'd only in those two days done about 10 minutes of the recording. That's it just was taking so long to the point where I was pouring two bigger glasses of whiskey to get through the night to try and finish what I was trying to do because I had to do it within the week. Then I found, I I basically caved and was like, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And I found this software and I managed to do more work in one hour than I'd done in 48 hours previously. This software was so vital and so brilliant that I, I could just do 10 minute chunks at a time and just go, right, let's fix everything. I didn't even have to select the specific thing. I just go fix everything in this patch of 10, 10 minutes, fix everything in this patch of 10 minutes. Now I know this is pretty dull tech. Okay. This is pretty dull tech, but for, for me, it was one of the most vital pieces of software I've ever owned. Nice. Nice. Cool. So yeah, I, as I say, not exciting, but there you go. What's your number four? <laughs> my number four is my stream deck. Oh, well, yeah, of course. And it's, 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 I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, it's so simple. All it is is macro keys. It's just a yeah. bunch of extra keys. That's all it is. Yeah. It's nothing special. It's not like, um, it's not groundbreaking technology. No. Yeah. But there's a whole thing about innovation and feet versus gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people kind of get them mixed up when people talk about innovation and people mix up gimmicks and innovation. So like a gimmick will be something that's quite cool, but you know, it doesn't really do anything. It's like, oh wow, they've managed to do that, but it doesn't really add any function or use to mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And innovation is something that takes something that maybe exists already or a problem and streamlines it and makes it easier and just changes everything. The Stream Deck does that for me, right? Stream Deck is innovation. It, all it is is a set of buttons. That's all it is mm-hmm. on its surface. But 
you know, and first of all, I've, I've been using it on streaming so I can just change my scenes and do mm-hmm. sounds and stuff like that. And it's really nice being able to do that at a press of a button, you know, yeah. or at most two or three presses of a button, much quicker than having to navigate around my computer mm-hmm. while I'm doing something else. It's just great. I've started using it more now in day to day on my computer as well. Okay. So there's things like uh, I've mapped out a button for, uh, for my Mac for force quitting. So I can pretty bring it up if I'm having a problem with a, uh, an app rather than having to press the key button. The, the, Several the key keys at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can just press that and it does it for me. That's great. Uh, even right now, I could, if I wanted to, end the Zoom call by a press of my button on my stream deck. Um, so it's like, it's really, like, there's a lot of things that I've managed to work out to do. And there's even more that I'm working out to do. And I really, really like it. And it's like, not only has it made a difference to my streaming, it's making a difference to how I interact with my computer full stop. Nice. And that is innovation. It is. They're, they're great little devices, especially yeah. as like they're, they're essentially just like what shock jocks use for like sound effects. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Exactly that. But yeah, it's there's it's a great bit of kit. So that's that, that is my number four. That's good. I like What's it. number three? My number three is great and I miss it. I still have it, but it's not at my place right now. I've got nowhere to put it but it is one of the best things I've ever owned. And that is the Roland TDK P drum kit. Uh, It is an electric drum kit and the Mm -hmm. P in the TDK P is portable. It literally folds up into one bag and then you can take it everywhere. It just folds up. That's cool. It is awesome. It is, I mean, look, does it feel like a drum kit when you're actually playing on it? Of course not, no. It's, they're, they're rubber pads. I've played on much better electronic drum kits that have like mesh pads. So it's got the actual natural mm. bounce that you get and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sure. But for, it's got great sound effects. And if I wanted to, if I have better sound effects on my computer, I can hook it up to that and then have much more realistic sound effects and it's all fine. But seriously, drum kits are noisy. They are noisy. Electric drum kits, they're still quite noisy. You could, it's, it's annoying to sit in a room with someone playing an electric drum kit, even if they've got their headphones on, because you are just hearing tappity tap, 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 tap. But it's not as noisy. And it's much more easy to correct mistakes when you're recording stuff. Uh, they're great for live gigs, especially for comedy, where listening to the lyrics is paramount <laughs> and you've got more control over drum volume yeah uh so but the, the, the whole thing about this is the portability the fact that you can have one drum kit folded up and put it into one bag that is fucking cool and vital yeah for 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 for, for a traveling musician so I, I i just love the fact that it exists great great shout i just wish i still had it in my life <laughs> it's good that's a really good shout Cheers, man. what's your number three my uh number three is the apple pencil nice now I- i'm gonna say i was in very big danger of this uh list being just me being an apple fanboy yeah, yeah i had yeah, to yeah. really really dig deep to find other stuff you know and think about mm-hmm. other things um but no uh this this is my first and only one of two pieces of Apple tech that I've put on here, but the Apple pencil, like just is phenomenal. Um, I, I'm pretty much paperless now. Yep. I'm paperless. Uh, I bought it initially to 
uh, note take. So I'd write material on my iPad as opposed to having to carry a book around. Sure, everywhere. sure. Um, and and I, you know what? I've lost notepads as well. Yeah, I've lost too. notepads, which means I've lost jokes. You mm-hmm. know, I've lost ideas. Now I can't. I don't lose any of that because it's all stored in the cloud. I can get it back. It's just brilliant. Um, but then the great thing as well is it started off as just like I'm going to use this to write material on the go on my iPad. It then became something that I I started using it for sketching and drawing as well. And that's, suddenly I was able to do my my movies of dinosaurs. I was able to do on a more regular basis. Uh, create that web comic and just have lots of fun with it as well. So it's got me back into drawing as well. So I think it's just. It's, it's, at its core, people go like, it's just a stylus. It's not. When no. you actually use one, it's incredible. Like, it is literally incredible. It is just like using a pencil or a pen. Um, so that is my, again, it's that whole thing of, it's taken something that existed, so styluses, mm-hmm. and just made it change my workflow completely. In fact, it's got to the stage because obviously it can recognize my writing and convert that to text. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I, Sometimes when I'm texting you, mate, I'm writing it on my iPad. Oh, like, literally get you. writing it. Get yeah. you, Mr. Fancy yeah. Pencil. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So there you go. That's that's that, that's that one. Number three. That's a good that's one. My Apple Pencil. They are. They are. They, they, they do make good stuff. You can't. You can't deny it. They make good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can't deny it. This this section of the podcast is not sponsored by Apple. By no. I'll wait till you hear my number one. Jesus. What's um, number two? So my number two, I've specifically written one of these things, but I've, 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 you know, I've guitar multi effects, right. Are all brilliant. Okay. I mean, okay. Maybe not all brilliant, but the, the, the concept is, you know, being able to have everything all built into one unit. Now, yes, you get higher quality if you build your own pedal board with all the individual pedals and all hooked up and powered and blah, 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 blah. But, for quick and effective stuff, you get the multi-effects. And I had one. It was the Digitech GNX1 amp modeler. And I wish I still had it. Unfortunately, it stopped working. But I didn't even really scratch the surface of this thing. And it was just the best thing ever. Really, it wasn't something that you'd plug into your amp. It was something that you would plug into your, say, computer or just a mixing desk. And it would have the amp. So, you know, if you wanted the amp that Brian May used, you could program it to be that amplifier. If you wanted Metallica's amplifier, you could program it to be a Mesa Boogie Head. Or you, you could be a Vox or it could be whatever amp that you wanted. And all the individual uh, multiple effects, like one of the best things. So I, I would play something, say like Sabbath true by Metallica. Now that's in what would be, that's it's still sort of standard tuning. Like all the chord shapes are the same, but when you play an E chord, it's not an E chord, it's D it's like two steps lower. So sorry, a whole step lower. So I could do that on this multi effect without having to actually tune the guitar. It would just make everything lower. And it was one of the cleanest, crispest, uh, crisper sounds of doing that than any other pitch shifting unit that I've ever had before. Because it would sometimes be, it would sound digital and you'd hear that, like sort of, you could hear it struggling to actually convert it. But this device was one of the most extraordinary pieces of technology and music that I've ever used. It even had like what we call a whammy pedal. It had a whammy pedal built in 
And a friend of mine who had a whammy pedal said that he preferred mine because it just had a better sweep from the from one sound to the other. And and that was what I thought was great. I was like, wow, and to buy one of those is 130 quid on their own. But I've got it in this device that if I was to if I was to figure out how much it costs in comparison to the whole thing, it would probably only be a fiver. You know, uh, I and just say they don't make these anymore, but you can get something like it. Guitar multi-effects, if you spend the right amount of money, you can get something so perfect that will make your guitar just sound amazing. Uh, you just have to know how to use them. And I just think they're, for, for me, vital piece of kit. Nice. Nice. I've got a few music-based things on here, haven't I? A few you have, audio. You can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, music tech has evolved since I, I used to, like, just make MIDI on a shitty old Atari. There you go. We've we've come a long way. Nice. So come on, give me your number two. My number two was uh, was your number five, right? But slightly different, slightly different. Uh, mine is my iPhone twelve Pro. Yep, you're the you got the one up from me. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, I've gone for this because. If I'm being completely honest, you know, I but my first iPhone was the iPhone 3G. That was the first mm. one I owned. Um, so the second phone that was released. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. The last time I was proper, properly excited by an iPhone was my iPhone 5. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think like, I, I, I was like, oh my God, I love the design. I love everything about it. I love the, the, the mm -hmm. technology it brought to it. But then since then, it's kind of been like, okay, we're on a new iPhone. Like, you mm -hmm. know, they, 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 look, they, let's be completely honest here. Smartphones now are like laptops, mm -hmm. not in yes. the sense of, um, in terms of like what they can do. Of course, of course, they're like laptops in that sense. But in terms of who gets excited by laptops anymore? Like when the app, when laptops first came to the market, it was like, oh my God, they're doing this with the design and they're doing this and they're doing this. And it was like, the, whereas nowadays you walk into a shop and you'll see 50 million, you know, 50,000, however many laptops in a row and they all look the same and they all kind of do the same thing. Yeah. So it's a mature market. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. And, you know, for the last five, six years or last five years, I would say the smartphone market is kind of mature. I would say there's not really anything massively exciting going on out there. No one's come out with a new form factor or whatever that's really like, oh my God. I mean, like there's some people coming out with folding phones now, but they just seem to be beset with loads of problems and stuff like that. So they're not really exciting. And also I look at them going, cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not particularly exciting. And so I was kind of like a little bit bored with phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got my 12 Pro and it's the most I've spent on a phone ever. Yeah. Right. And oh my God, this phone just blows me away with like everything it can do. Like everything that you said, I just go, what the hell? Yeah. But for me, the reason I went for, the, the reason I went for a 12 Pro is rather than just getting say a 12. Yeah. Yeah is because I want to have the better camera system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're great cameras. Because, baby, I wanted to make sure that I was capturing every single moment I can. 
And so I've been using my camera like every single day for the last 11 days, but I've been using it longer and I've been using it and trying to get a hang of it and get mm-hmm. some ideas and stuff like that. And there is nothing like this camera, this camera on, on a phone. Like it's, it's incredible. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, a DSLR dedicated yeah, camera is always going to be better. I, I, but I hate people who use that argument of going, oh, well, an SLR is better. It's like, yeah, but that's kind of like saying, oh, I've just bought a tractor from my farm. Yeah, but a Formula One car is better, isn't it? <laughs> so they do completely different jobs. Yeah. You know? But for a, a phone that lives in my pocket, that's the first thing that I can, if I want to take a quick photo, I'm not going to have an SLR to hand all the time, am I? Right? I'm walking down the street and I, suddenly a moment happens. I can bring up my phone in my pocket. And the camera on this thing is unbelievable. The night vision some is of the, really good now. Yeah. And some of the photos that I've been capturing of my child, of my baby, I, I just, they make me so, so happy. And it's like, it's creating memories for life. Um, it's so clear. You know, and I, it's, it's, I, I spent a few years ago, I spent, um, I spent like a month scanning in photos, uh, scanning in old family photos so that they were digital copies that we'd never lose them. Mm -hmm. And, but it was, there were so few of them compared to what I've got now. Because, you know, film, you'd you'd only have 36 in a roll. You'd have to Mm -hmm. be picky about what photos you were taking. And you would be like, oh, I've only got about 10 pictures left. Is this a good picture to take or should I save these? Whereas now I can just snap away and the quality is out of this world. So there you go. That's, that is my number two is my iPhone 12 Pro. Nice. Very good. Very good. Very good. What's your number one? Well, to continue this Apple love fest <laughs> that, 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 that we're doing right now, um, I, I sort of cheat with this, but it's basically any MacBook I've ever owned. That's a total cheat. <laughs> any MacBook I've ever owned and they've all lasted a long time. Uh, they have all been vital to everything that I've been doing. Mm. Um, again, like what we've talked about with the phones, but to be able, so like here's, here's what I could do, right? Here's what I could do. I could be in a recording studio and have the laptop plugged into the desk and the interface and everything there. And, uh, I could be, I could, I could record a a whole band. I could record like 30 tracks, let's say 30, 30 tracks overlaying with each other and manage to record it all onto the laptop. That'd be great. And then to be able to disconnect that laptop and take it home and continue mixing it there or continue editing and restructuring things and then be able to do that and then more or less finish it off from the comfort of my bed and create a studio quality album in that, in that way to be able to do that is amazing. Obviously much more than you can with your phone and same with being able to do your films or edit your photos, all of those things. Now, as I've said before, sometimes if you've got something, a powerful computer, it is useful to only really use it for one thing, but the capability of every MacBook that I've owned to do everything, absolutely everything, and check my emails. Like, it's it's just... <laughs> it's just brilliant. And it's, it's basically just a bigger phone. 
that's uh, that it feels weird that that's what we've got to where that instead of saying my phone is like a small computer no now it's my computer is now a, bar, a large phone that's 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 what it is because i can do all my, my video calls on it i can say check my emails check my text messages um but everything and little things like what we're doing with streaming having to connect it to other bits of software and the fact that it can handle that and program all these things yes i know desktop computers and all sorts can do it as well but i still every experience i've had with a desktop pc has always resulted in a slow angry session that's 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 what happens every time with the macbooks yes okay no computer is perfect but I've had much fewer experiences that have made me angry with any of my Apple Macs. Any of them. Any of them. And now we're at a point where, uh, like the laptop that I'm doing this very podcast on right now is more powerful than uh, any of the computers that sent the rockets to the moon. Like, that's nuts. That's nuts. And I I was able to afford that somehow? That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, every MacBook I've ever owned. That's the best tech. <laughs> Good shout. I like it. I like it. Good number one. Good Thank number you. one. What's your number one then? Come on. Um, so my number one is, is this dog. <laughs> it's the best bit of tech. It's the best bit of tech. Okay. I'm being upstaged by a Greyhound, ladies and gents. Um, my number one is not the most advanced piece of technology nope. on the list. No, nowhere near. No, no, no. Nowhere near. In fact, no, no, this, is no, no, the no, oldest, no. this is the oldest bit of tech. But there was an interesting thing that you tagged me in on Twitter. Oh, yes. Recently, uh, which was four games that made you into a gamer. Yeah. And two out of my four games were played on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Ah, oh, the NES. The NES. So my number one piece of tech that I have owned is the NES. Okay. Because that console... Was the first thing that got me. That was my gateway drug. <laughs> that was my gateway into gaming. That's how I got into gaming. Yes. Yeah. Through that console. I loved that thing. And I could play computer games on my TV at home. Like it, my TV suddenly wasn't just for watching TV. It wasn't just for mum watching neighbors. <laughs> it was suddenly I could play. I could yeah. play computer games at home. It wasn't just at the arcades, at Portobello Beach. It yep. was in my home. I could play them as long as I wanted, as many as I wanted. There was, I had, I, do you remember video game rental places? Yes. Yeah. I had one of them down the road. I used to rent so many games all the time for like 50p for like an evening. I could rent a game and play it. And it was just amazing. And it was, I loved, I loved my NES. It's just changed everything. It's this, it was I couldn't believe I had something so advanced in my home. I remember that as a kid. Um, And I think, you know what, to be honest, might have taken it for granted a little bit growing up. Uh, Now, I would kill to have that thing again. (laughs) People did when they released the mini one. People like, like you can't buy them anymore. They committed murder uh, to get one. (laughs) But there you go. That is my number one is, in terms of life-changing technology, the NES. And, and because of the amount of times that you would blow either into the game or into the device itself, it's probably filled with more of your saliva than any girl that you've ever kissed. You could probably clone me from the amount of spit that's inside <laughs> of those things. 
There you go. Oh, that That's was a fun one. reminisce. That was a good number it was, one. It? That was a nice, fantastic it? five. Oh, thank you. Still waiting yeah, for that, that check, Apple. Still <laughs> waiting for that check. I mean, can you imagine if they did send us a check? Would it just be... I think the closest I'll ever get to getting a check from Apple would be a, a, a refund for an overpayment on my iCloud account. That's probably the biggest check I'll ever receive. It'll be for 79p. I mean, like, if anyone's out there who'd like to sponsor this podcast... <laughs> we'll use your tech. Sure, give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it. Um, I mean... Do you know what? Actually, we'll, we'll go into this because that is actually the end of the podcast. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, you are. <laughs> go have a nap. Go I know, a nap. I didn't have. But this is the end of the podcast. We we'll hope you enjoyed listening. It's nice to be back. Yeah. It's nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to have you back. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? I got invited onto the JUL stream. <laughs> I got invited on the JUL stream because they were like, Rick's not around and uh, Gary wasn't around at the time. So I think Harv just, he, he, he needed a white guy to, 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 to take to the piss out of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's, uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's nice. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed uh, recording this again, enjoyed chatting to you again, Matt. And if you've enjoyed listening to it, um, you know, you know what you can do. You know, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. Hit, 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 hit subscribe. Hit it now. I'll give you a second. Done. There we go. Nice. Hit subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us as well, because uh, the more five-star reviews we get, the more people will see this podcast and the more listeners we'll get. That would be amazing. That would be really, really nice. Um, And of course, if you don't want to do any of that, but you have enjoyed the podcast, why not tell one person in real life about this podcast? Tell one other person in real life about this podcast that you enjoy and you think they should listen to it. Or even tell them online tell someone online how could they do that they can they can find us on facebook they can find us on twitter they can find us on instagram both of us are on twitch uh and uh that's that's you know as i've said many times that's the best way to sort of interact with us in real time but sure if you see us uh posting the latest podcast on facebook twitter or instagram show it to your friends that hit the retweet button it takes two seconds maybe not even two seconds just just one it takes a little longer on facebook because you've got to share then you've got to confirm that you want to share sure it's a little bit more tedious uh, in fact i don't even think instagram has a retweet function and i mean for fuck's sake instagram get with it anyway those are ways you can uh, share us and tell your friends about us now another way you can support us and this is the way we appreciate um so much is support us on patreon uh, you know, we would like to be doing this a lot more. We would like to be building this up uh, in, in the best way possible. But we need, obviously, unfortunately, it all comes down to a bit of financial support, basically. So if you could find it in your heart to just throw us a few quid via Patreon, um, we'll give you some extras. And uh, as I say, the podcast will, you know, improve. Uh, I mean, how can you improve on this? I mean, how can, how can you? How can you improve on this wonderful, well, wonderful well. thing? Give us your money and then we can quit our jobs and yeah. do this, you know, have actual time. And then, then we'd be able to like do things like tour it, take it on the road and, and, and things <gasps> like you that. Imagine? I, 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 that's all I dream about, mate. It's all I dream about. That's what I would love to do with this. Go on the road with the Geekatorium. It would be so much fun. But unfortunately, we're unable to do that unless we get as much support as we can possibly muster. Uh, now, the best way for all of these things, you can just Google the Geekatorium. That's all you need to do. Just Google the Geekatorium. You'll find, I don't know if the SEO is entirely in our favour, but you will find us if you uh, Google us. Excellent. Well, that's, that's the end of the podcast, folks. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.